Welcome back to another episode of Give Me Some Truth. I'm Keith Ponywas, and I'm joined in the uh, virtual booth by my colleague, Jonathan Jordan. Uh, John, uh, would you say, in terms of tastes, that you and I probably operate on the opposite end of the spectrum? Yeah, I, I would definitely. I think they're, they're, I wouldn't say we're polar opposites, but we are, um, we're definitely like the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean kind of deal. <laughs> Right. I I would say that's accurate. And so what we thought might be fun is for, uh, you know, John and I to talk about some of the the kind of things uh, that we've been getting into in, in, you know, uh, quarantine, because we've had a little bit more time. Uh, John, you know, you mentioned that you usually don't watch a lot of TV and that you've started uh, watching some TV. And, and, you know, I think uh, a little bit. Uh, in my case, you know, the dog's getting longer walks, so I'm listening to some new uh, new podcasts. Um, and I think that that contrast between our two uh, our two tastes should give everybody something that uh, they can maybe sink their teeth in. The one rule I have, John, is we can't talk about Tiger King. Oh. Uh, one because I haven't watched it yet, and two because I think everybody's talking about it, and that would just be be boring. Well, I, I have to say, we talk about you know, what are we watching and what's being consumed. Um, you know, time you got time with your your uh, your puppy. You know, you think you've had for what you know almost a year now, or yeah, a little under a year. Uh, August. Yeah. Well, my kids uh, manipulated me into adopting a puppy a month ago with this whole shutdown, and uh, that's been nothing short of a disaster. Uh, at home in terms of the amount of accidents and biting of my toes and waking me up in the middle of the night barking. But you know what? The the actual watching of TV has, has increased for me. Now, consumption of, of TV in my household with four children um, between 11 and 17 is, is pretty high. Mine is low. But with this quarantining, I've actually had the opportunity to watch some shows, of which the not-to-be-mentioned Tiger King is one that I have watched in. Um, I, I will not get into it, but I will say this. I, I recently helped my friend to deliver his cats out to meet his parents halfway from Arizona. They were coming from Arizona. We were coming from Madison and we met halfway in Oklahoma city in a parking lot where we didn't even get a chance to hug them. We were there for five minutes and turned around and came back. But if there was <laughs> not for the quarantining, we definitely would have made the hour trip South to the, the big cat ranch down there where uh, Joe exotic became a legend. So uh, can I just, can I just mention on the, the dog front, I have a neighbor who uh, has some kids and, and like sort of really early on in the, I think when kids were still had been brought home from school, but uh, you know, businesses hadn't closed. Uh, I, I was walking Paisley and they were out for a walk and they met, they met Paisley and played with Paisley for a while. And uh, now they have a dog. So I've been like studiously avoiding him that like somehow, you know, meeting Paisley was responsible for them getting a puppy. Like he had to put up with a week of Paisley was so cute. Can we get a dog that, uh, you know, I've been I've been like changing my walk pattern so I don't run into him. Uh, so he can't <laughs> accost me because he might have had an experience like you have with uh, with your puppy. Well, it's it, it's great to see the look on the kid's face and that initial you know, purchase high that they have or adoption high of, of the, of the pet, but invariably, you know, 10 days, 15 days into it, 
pretty much throughout the rest of the time that we have this puppy as, as a dog and as a part of our family. But those first 10, 15 days, you know, they're willing to help out and everything, but man, it's, that has fallen off the face of the earth over the last, uh, <laughs> last three weeks, but, but no, it's been good. Uh, and we, yeah. we've got a lot, you know, you're talking about being, you know, you know, opposite sides of it, just with children at home. And I, I know yesterday when they announced when Evers was extending the stay at home order until May 26th, you know, that it was a big bummer, I think for my family, you know, my son's a senior and, and he's big baseball player and missing out on that. I feel bad for seniors all across the country that are losing out on their, on their senior year, whether it's sports, uh, graduation, prom, any of that stuff. But, uh, but no, at the same time, we've, we've used this time to, to spend more time together as a family, uh, do some hikes. Um, we've gotten out to some of the parks, you know, when they were temporarily closed there, we just found some local ones that were open and, uh, and just, you know, just spend more time with the kids. So it's been good. And one of the ways you guys are, are spending more time together, and, and uh, I've watched them on YouTube. One of the things I've been watching in in, uh, in this is uh, you and your daughter are recording some some music together, huh? You're playing the guitar and she's singing? Yeah, you know, I, kind of a, a hidden talent that I found from her. You know, she, she had performed back in February in a school uh, talent show, kind of, uh, you know, variety show. And she sang in front of everybody and did a beautiful job and completely surprised me. Didn't even tell me she was singing a solo. So with our, with our time at home and, you know, we're all trying to, to just figure out things to do and kill, kill time. She said to me, she said, Hey, you know, there's a song that I like that I heard somebody sing on. I think it was the voice or America's got talent or something. A, an 11 year old girl or 10 year old girl had sang. And she said, I think I can do that. And I said, well, let's go try it together. And what's came out of that is that we've done several songs now and posted them on social media and just tried to be a blessing to some of our friends and family out there. Cause she does have a really, she's got a talent. So it's been fun to see that, uh, that nurtured out of her in the middle of kind of a trying time. Well, and, and uh, your wife has some, so she's a good singer, isn't she? Isn't she? Yeah. They come from a singing family. So, but uh, it's not something that we've focused on with our, our girls. And I know my, my 15 year old daughter, uh, just see the look on her face when I would even ask her, Hey, do you want to sing with us? She's like, why would I want to sing with you? <laughs> well, at least she's speaking to you in English again. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, wasn't there a period where she only spoke at you in French? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That she was only speaking to me in French for a while there when we were on our trip out to Omaha it was about six, six and a half hours in the car together and she was mad at me. So she decided not to talk to me in English. So yeah, she's, she's a 15 year old. <laughs> well, the voice and, and, and you know, those, uh, I know a lot of people are watching those and, uh, actually, uh, Clint made a, a suggestion for one of the things that he's been watching. And I think this is a great, uh, illustration of, of cultural differences in the office. Um, he, uh, he had recommended a, a show called Songland. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, but it basically they go behind the, the scenes in sort of the making of, of pop music. Uh, and kind of big, big songs. And they talk with the recording engineers and they talk with the, the artists and where they came up from the idea. And I, I turned to Clint and I said, oh, that sounds great. It sounds like this podcast I'm listening to, uh, Aria Code with Rhiannon Geddens, who is, she's a talented uh, bluegrass artist. And here I think you'd really enjoy her music. Uh, fantastic. But she trained as an opera singer before she went into, into blue, bluegrass. And they do, it's two seasons of the podcast, with the Metropolitan Opera. It's called, as I said, Aria Code. And they take a famous aria from opera and, and tell the backstory of the composer and of the opera itself and a little bit of its history. But they also interview 
um, the people that sing it on stage at the Met, uh, you know, the, the lead singers of it and get their perspective on what their what the difficulties are for them from a sort of technical level and singing it and what the, the difficulties are for them, you know, in an emotional level. And, you know, some of them, they, you know, people say, well, you know, I grew up with my my mother and, and she loved this aria and now, you know, and when I first sang it, she was very sick and, and was dying. And so there are lots of these kind of emotional stories. And so uh, if you're into music, either one of those, uh, either on Clint's recommendation or mine, I would, I would really recommend people check out. So uh, that Songland is something I definitely want to check out. I've been watching The Voice um, this season because one of my best friends and, and a groomsman in my wedding his little brother is on the show and is doing quite well. He's made it. Through, oh, wow. He's made it through two rounds and he's going to be on again next week. And if he makes it through that, he's going to make it to the live performances, but he's gotten rave reviews and has, has done really well on the show. So, so I'm keeping up with that. He's, he's somebody that um, I've known him since he was just a little boy. Um, he's a younger brother to my friend. So he's probably 14 years younger. 15 years. So he's just, you know, just a recent graduate last a few years ago from the university of Virginia. So yeah, if anyone out there is watching the voice, look out for Micah Iverson. He's uh, hopefully going to be, be going deep into that show. So, and my daughter loves watching that Brooklyn. I can tell, uh, yeah. I can tell she's going to want to try out for something like that someday. <laughs> well, and I think that's one of the nice things uh, about shows like the voice or American idol. Uh, there shows that you can watch with the whole family and uh, you know, in this kind of, uh, time a lot more, even though everybody's got their screen. I think it's, you know, you guys are all stuck together all day. And, and so it's nice to have something that you guys can share as, as a group. You know, it's appropriate for everyone. One of the things I think that, you know, a lot of families used to used to share, uh, particularly here in Wisconsin and, and especially in the fall, but even in the summer, you know, some of my fondest memories are listening to Brewer games on the radio with my grandfather. Uh, with no sports, we're both big sports guys. How have you been filling the sports void in any way? Are you watching those marble races on YouTube? What are you, what are you, uh, what are you doing to fill your sports need? Well, I have, you know, it's, it's amazing. I've not done anything watching sports. I've kept up with some of the news behind the scenes and trades and, and different things. Um, but, uh, I've got friends that are watching the, the NASCAR races where they're doing simulated races together <laughs> on video games and, um, but no, my, my fix, actually, I have discovered, um, an online app that I play with my buddies of Euchre. So, you know, for about an hour a night, we all get online and start playing Euchre and playing little $10 games here and there. And, and, uh, it's been, it's been quite profitable for me too, but, uh, you know, <laughs> a couple of buddies that have gotten into me for, you know, 50 bucks here and there, but uh, no, we're, we're just having fun. Um, you know, and, and it's nice too, cause with technology nowadays, you can do a zoom call and actually be, you know, all talking together or even in an inner app, um, you know, video. So everybody kind of gets a chance to chat. And, um, I think, I think one of the things about this time that we're going through is you start to realize the little micro interactions that you have with humans and, and different people, whether it's professionally or personally that you miss out on. Um, and I, I don't, I don't mean to correct you when you say, you know, we're home, you know, hanging out all day, you're around each other all day. I, I, I'm actually not. I've been going in the office every day. I'm the only one, um, you know, that's been coming in here because we got to have somebody here to take care of, you know, mail and things like that, and, and allegedly uh, watering plants and things. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Still a sort of subject for Nate, so let's not bring that up. Yeah, if Nate listens to this, Nate, I'd like to apologize. I definitely watered him last week, but 
yeah, I don't know if it's the weekend or the fact that the way the sun hits them, but a couple of these plants are hurting for certain. That's the only way I could describe it. <laughs> but we're getting we're getting them resurrected. But no, I've I've been spending time here um, mostly because, and I and I saw a really funny uh, video that someone shared, and it was like, um, you know, due to the coronavirus, you are you know forced to be quarantined. Do you a spend time at home with your wife and children or do you be, and the guy immediately goes, be, be, be. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt. I was like, Nope, I'm going to take option B. Can I go to the office today? How many hours? Any clients want to do a zoom meeting from like, mm, say like four till maybe eight o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's been a big change. And I think, you you know, you're fortunate because uh, you know, Clint's working at home and he's got two young kids and, and we'll be doing, uh, we'll be doing calls and all of a sudden, you know, one of them will pop in for, for fruit snacks, uh, you know? Um, and so I think, you know, that's one of the things people have, have realized that maybe, uh, working from home is not all it's, uh, cracked up to be necessarily. I think I, I like the idea of the, the virtual Euchre. Um, I think that's, you know, um, some friends of mine from college have gotten together and started doing some virtual zoom happy hours as well. And, and those sorts of things. I'm not a big, uh, app guy. And, and funny enough, I think one of the shows that I've been getting back into uh, during during uh, this time uh, indicates maybe that I'm not as social as you are, though. I will say those micro interactions when you mentioned that I thought of, uh, you know, how much I miss, you know, just kind of stopping in and saying hello to the folks at, at Madison Chocolate Company every morning when we get our morning coffee. Uh, if you need chocolate for any reason, they're they are the cafe and all of that is not open, but you can order online from them. So just a quick plug for our friends at Madison Chocolate Company. If you're in the neighborhood, uh, you know, they're still making chocolate in there, working hard, uh, producing for their their wholesale clients. And they'll they'll take orders from you as well. So those little micro interactions. Yeah, you, you do kind of come to miss them. But I'm generally, you know, pretty good with just me walking the dog. And, and to those ends, I've been watching a uh, uh, curb your enthusiasm. Oh, uh, a great show. The, the 10th season, uh, this year, uh, with, you know, with, with Larry David and, and ironically enough, it centers around a coffee shop. He goes into a, a coffee shop early in the year and they mistreat him and he decides to open up what he calls a spite store right next door, uh, to undercut their prices, produce better coffee, all of that. And, and the whole goal of the store is just to, to drive, you know, the, the, uh, next door store, uh, crazy essentially. So there are so many uh, good recommend uh, Kirby enthusiasm. Yeah. There are so many good Kirby enthusiasm, um, episodes and just different parts of it. I think one of my favorites though, um, is because you, you brought it to our attention, which was when he, uh, when he was being asked by people about, you know, golfing when he was wearing golf clothes, just as casual clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just like how they look. I just yeah, and you'd be like, where are you, where are you going golfing? Like, where, where, are you a big golfer? And I found that funny because yeah. it was at a point last summer where I, I had, had a couple of days where I was wearing golf like a golf shirt to work. <laughs> you were accusing me of wearing golf clothes to work, and I'm, <laughs> it's like, no, I just like how it looks. I just it's a good style. Getting frustrated. <laughs> um, speaking of, that's one of the the good news out of the you know kind of restriction you know the change in the the social distancing is. Uh, golf courses sound like they're going to be open. Yep. I uh, just made a tea time for next weekend. <laughs> I figured you might. Yep. I figured you might. But uh, no, it they, they are they are open with, um, you know, restrictions, social distancing restrictions. But it, it, it makes sense at the same. I mean, it's the ultimate social distancing game. If you look at from yep. that standpoint. But um, but if they do the right things, if, if they didn't 
opened that and they lost another month of revenue, um, these golf, many of the golf courses would, would never reopen. So, um, yeah, I think it, it would be very difficult. I, I mean, I think a lot of golf courses are probably a little bit grateful because this will, you know, this gave them a little bit of extra time to prep the course. You know, one, one of the things is that there's a lot of pressure on them to open early and, and, you know, and then you get like we saw <laughs> last week where we had it snowing sideways and all of that. Yep. Um, you know, the, the weather doesn't always cooperate and the, the course can kind of get damaged. So well, it's, I it's think snowing you know, in year, Chicago I, currently it's, it's, I mean, we, we've got oh my Midwest weather going um, full bore right now. Yeah. It's snowing down in Chicago <laughs> currently. It is. Uh, do you listen to or watch any sort of golf shows or, or podcasts or anything like that to, to get yourself in the mood here? I, I, I know uh, Nate is a big golf channel guy. Uh, we were joking that he was going to be watching old golf tournaments. Um, and we were a little disappointed that we couldn't, we do an annual uh, firm dinner around the masters that we couldn't do that. So that's been pushed to the push to November. Are you watching any uh, golf tips or, or listen to any podcasts or anything like that? I, I read golf digest. I, I, every now and then I'll pop in and, you know, during the year, if I've got a shank going or, or, uh, some sort of a, you know, a topper off the tee box happening, I'll, I'll go read up on some fundamentals, but I, I don't. And, you know, part of it is I do love the golf channel, but uh, direct TV and the fascists that run it apparently don't think <laughs> that the golf channel is something that when you pay all this money for, you know, the extended package that that should be included. And I, I, I firmly disagree, but uh, that's why they're losing me as a customer. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm currently in the process of, of, of dropping, cutting the ca- the cord or cutting, you know, cutting cable, um, uh, yeah. cutting direct TV, the satellite, but, uh, but no, I don't get a chance to watch the golf channel. Um, but I do, I do really enjoy the thing I enjoy about golf is just, you know, the, the having, you know, the challenge it's, it's a very, it's athletic, um, competitive thing but at the same time the ball's not even moving so i feel yeah. like uh you know just going out there and having the challenge or just having a release um but uh but i do miss i did miss this last weekend the masters and, and watching that it's something i've done with my son now for the last probably eight eight nine years and we'll sit there and watch on saturday and sunday together and spend some time and hang out so and then i usually you know try and get a round in you know if, if it's if the course is open early enough and so you just kind of feel you know, like you feel like yeah. uh, the word I'll use is golfy. It's a real Nate word. <laughs> it's a golfy mood. <laughs> I, I think it really, you know, the masters is uh, for a lot of us, especially here kind of uh, announces spring uh, in a lot of ways. It's, you know, a little later than the official start of spring, um, you know, with Easter, that's another, I think for a lot of people announces spring um, and, and brings people to, I, I don't, you know, watch a, a lot of golf. Um, it's a great nap sport. Uh, it's, and actually this, and maybe you've, you've found this as well. I'm missing, uh, uh, sports a little less than I thought I would. I've been getting into more music. Um, and one of the things I'm doing in this, and, and, uh, we mentioned this on a call and Hannah, who is, you know, uh, uh, the musical expert had some choice opinions for me on this, but, uh, uh, before I get into that, I just, I like the Ben Crenshaw show. If you ever get it, I think they release it as a podcast. It's on Sirius XM. Really, he, you know, he has a really good grasp of, of golf history and tells some great stories. Um, but what I've been doing is musically, I've been going into uh, one of the great tours and I'm a big Grateful Dead fan, um, which which surprises a lot of people. But I'm the only one in the office and uh, I've been getting into uh, Europe 1972 tour, which is one of their kind of most famous tours. And I've been basically trying to listen to uh, every show on that tour 
I got a little out of head of myself. Um, I was, I, today is the 17th uh, of April and they played in, in uh, Denmark and I got kind of anxious and I've listened to that one already this week. Uh, so I'm going to have to fill some time until uh, the 24th when they next play a show in, in Germany uh, on this tour. But the, the idea of car, couch tours, and I know you're a big music guy and a lot of, um, you know, some of, some of the artists that you like have also been doing these kind of mini concerts online or, mm-hmm. or things like that. Have you checked any of those out? Well, I have, uh, I haven't checked out their concerts, but I've checked out some clips here and there. Um, I've really, I really enjoyed, uh, um, Luke Bryan did a little, uh, you know, just recording himself in front of the, the, the camera in front of his computer, did some songs, um, you know, Luke Combs, I'm not a huge country guy, but I, I think that there's something real raw and cool about it when they do that. I also, uh, recently shared, I don't usually share stuff on social media or share things like that other than the one with my daughter's playing, but, or my daughter, but it was, um, it was the lead singer from sticks and he, uh, he got it. He went in and sang him play the piano singing best of times and just absolutely slayed it. So it was, it was incredible. And he's got to be, you know, 70 years old or something now, but 60 something, but he sounded just like he was, it was 1978 and he was just rocking it again. At the Monsters of Rock show at, but, at County Stadium. Speaking of, you know, being inspired um, by music, I, I, you, you talk about being a music guy. I'm going to test your knowledge here. Okay. So I, I'm going to play a little game here. I'm going to give uh-oh. you, I'm going to give you, Keith, um, some lyrics to a song. It could be any artist, any time period, but I want to see, you know, if you can get, guess the lyrics to a couple of these songs. So, so I'm going to go and we'll see where you're at. All right. So. And it, 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 this isn't just the idea of like what's going on right now. And we'll even give it a master's theme. So just, you know, it's sweet blossom. Come under the willow. Come on under the willow. We, we can, can have, have high times, times if you'll abide. abide. Oh, you know it, huh? We you can discover the wonders of nature. Down by the riverside. Uh, we can have high times if you'll abide. That's uh, Sugar Magnolia. Sugar which, Magnolia. Uh, on 417, they played an epic half an hour long uh, Dark Star at 417, 1972, half an hour long Dark Star, and then came out of it into uh, would, into Sugar Max. That would be today, uh, great, 417. Great, great segue. Yeah. So the, uh, now the, the Magnolia, uh, do you know where the Magnolia comes from? Is just the theme having down at uh, Augusta, right? So yeah, I, Magnolia I, I thought of that one. So I've got another one for you in honor of a golfer. Now, this is uh, this one might test your knowledge. So. <clears throat> All right. Tell all the hunters to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. Let them run the jungle. Let them roam their land. Then stand back and marvel. What a beautiful cat. Because I saw Uh, a tiger and now I understand I saw is this a tiger George, is this, and the tiger saw song. That's a joke. That's that I, is. I put a ban on this. I'm gonna ask producer Hannah to cut this out. No, this is not getting cut out. That that would be these lyrics. By the way, this would this was performed on. I don't even know the date, um, and and was probably performed live by Joe Exotic, <clears throat> the um, the the world's uh, the most the most infamous now um, big cat. Uh, exploiter, rescuer, whatever you want to call him, but but uh, yeah, no, those are those are tremendous lyrics right there. And if you if we were to break down, like now you, you would now you would mention though uh, uh, you're watching a, another show on on Netflix that you really like, 
uh, because I'm not going to let you get away with this. Nope. This is this is an affront to my rules, and uh, <laughs> you know I like rules and order. Um, but you're watching another show or watching another show on on Netflix with uh, Jason Bateman, right? Yes, um, one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, you know, he he disappeared for a number of years after making a career, you know, uh, crushing move of becoming uh, Teen Wolf two. Uh, that that, that kind of yeah. ended it for him for a while, but he's made a comeback. And I, yeah. it, what a gr- I mean, Arrested Development. I mean, so many good shows, right? But Ozark, that show, um, if you can filter out the language on it, but it is it is got tr- just some tremendous storylines to it uh, that that have taken taken me through season three. I, I finished it up a couple weeks ago and got got all caught up on it. But it's a great show. It's definitely one that uh, I've enjoyed and. Um, and a lot of reason is because I really like him as an actor. I think everybody that they've got cast in there does does a great. Yeah, they've job. got really talented actors and actresses in that movie. Is it Laura Linney in in there as well? Yep, Laura Linney plays his wife. Um, but yeah, and but even some new new um, you know actors that and I love that about kind of some of these Netflix shows or Amazon shows, Amazon Prime shows where they you know they they get you know a couple really good people in their cast and it gets newer opportunities to uh to some of these talented actors and actresses that are out there so and then and then there's one that's poorly acted but i've i've gotten hooked on called all american and it follows the uh loosely based on a true life story of an athlete from crenshaw named spencer james that uh that gets recruited over and 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 moves over to beverly hills uh high to play football and he's you know it's taking you back and forth between the two different worlds that he lives in um, and, and it's, it's exploited on both sides to the extreme of all the stereotypes, but you know, there's definitely some, some thoughtful socioeconomic things that are in there. And, uh, I know my teenage kids like it, so I can have conversations with them about it. So it's been good. I have, you know, at, at some point here, I'm going to turn the uh, switch off and I won't be watching TV again. Cause I have other than maybe catching up on the news and the weather, I haven't watched TV show or, you know, any, like even movies, I'll go to a movie to a movie theater once every, you know, six months. So I'm just not a big TV guy. Um, but, but yeah, now well, that I've got a couple though, of shows, uh, it's been fun. Well, though I want to get your opinion. You, you know, you're a, you're a native Chicagoan and, uh, I actually have very little interest in this documentary. So I'm interested in, in your opinion. Uh, Michael Jordan, there's a new documentary about MJ. Yes. Um, it comes out on Sunday. Out and it, yeah. And, and I'm not, I'll be, uh, you know, so I'm sort of shocked here or, uh, uh, you know, maybe surprising people, but he was always intriguing off on the court, but I just never got a sense that it was a terribly interesting person off the court. So I'm not sure how interested I'm going to be in, in watching this documentary, but I, I are you, I, I, are you I excited am, for that big MJ? I am not only excited, I have this, there's nothing, no documentary that I've been more excited about um, than this one. And it, it's following the final season with the Bulls in 1997, 1998, you know, the sixth championship. Um, it was a very tumultuous season. Uh, you know, the relationships between the players, the, the front office, you know, he, he despised Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause was going to be firing Phil Jackson or, or not tendering him and letting him go. And after six championships in eight years and Michael Jordan even said, he, he says, after you watch this, you're probably going to think I'm a horrible person. But he's always, to me, been an interesting person. He's been my favorite athlete, my, you know, the person that I looked up to and watched the most as a kid, not just because my last name's Jordan, but I was a huge Bulls fan and still am. <laughs> and I got to see him play because I, I grew up in Washington, D.C., and he played for the Wizards. In fact, today, 
um, was his. I don't last think we speak game. of that time. Seventeen I, years I ago, we yes. If we don't, we're not supposed to. Is but seventeen years ago, uh, today was his last game. So, which I thought was uh, was interesting. But he, he's to me, he, his competitive nature is unmatched by anybody that I've ever seen. The only one I ever seen come close to that. Um, the other two athletes would be Tiger Woods and uh, and Kobe Bryant. But Michael Jordan is a trendsetter, and you know he's he'll always be kind of one A when it comes to that. And and even today, at 57 years old, you know he probably is still competitive on everything that he does. So, well, one of my favorite stories was one of his teammates in college brought him home to play, you know, to meet his grandparents, and they ended up playing cards. And Michael Jordan was like cheating to win at at cards with the guy's grandmother. Yeah. Um, which you know is a little crazy. It is documentary. Um, there, there's some there's some things that come out there, but one of them that I love is that uh, he would bet with a security guard at the United Center on the uh, jumbotron races that they would have, you know, with the cartoon races of who's going to win. But yeah, but what the security guard didn't know is that Jordan had already gone up and and talked to the producers and the people upstairs to see who was going to be the winner. So he already had advanced knowledge of it. <laughs> And he would, he would just, you know, act like, you see, I always know these things, but, but no, we, we've, we've been staying busy. I can't wait to watch it on Sunday. I know, um, um, you know, and we know our, our clients out there and our friends and our listeners, you guys are, are trying to find things too, to keep yourself busy. Um, we're hopeful. I know, you know, Keith, that in sharing what, what we're doing, we're hopeful to bring optimism and, uh, and, and just kind of a, a personal, you know, viewpoint and just kind of, you know, update on what we're doing. Um, we know that there's a lot of things going on out there. There's a lot of scary stuff too, but uh, we're going to get through this. We know, you know, to our listeners on Give Me Some Truth that, you know, that that everybody is in this together. And and hopefully through all of this, it's going to create, you know, stronger relationships, uh, stronger interactions, and, and more appreciation for the blessings and the great things that we have. So... Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. And the other thing I'll say is, uh, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you found something that you really like, uh, that you've really enjoyed, uh, feel free to share it with us either at uh, info at walknercondon.com or as a message on the SoundCloud page or uh, just, you know, uh, shoot us an email. Because I uh, saw a tiger, looking... now I understand <laughs> that I saw We're always tiger. looking forward to, to good stuff, and, and, and we'll, let John, we'll let John sing us out. Uh, thanks again for listening, and, and we'll, uh, we'll be back soon. services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. 
Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.